Well, my friends, once again, a very Merry Christmas. Uh, Christmas is it's one of those holidays that you just, it's Christmas, right? It brings out a little bit of the child in all of us. That this day, I mean, whether we're uh, happy about it or not, whether we're ready or not, here it comes, right? This is Christmas. Uh, and we celebrate with tremendous joy today this fact of the incarnation of the Son of God, that God loves us so much that for our sake he chose to be born in time. Think about that. That's a theological fact. God chose to be born, right? It was a, none of us chose to be born, um, but God himself chose this. He chose to be born for us. He chose this Christmas. Like, he chose that Christmas would happen. He chose to become little for our salvation. God loves us so much that he chose to share the totality of our humanity. That God would not save us by just kind of coming on the scene fully formed and just decreeing our salvation. Rather, in order to save us, from the sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve, and from all personal sin after that, God entered into creation. He became fully man. Perfect God and perfect man. This is what we believe about the incarnation of the Son of God. And that therefore, all the characteristics of infancy our Lord would have had on that Christmas night. Uh, That he was a little baby. He became little for our sake. Uh, That he became helpless even. I mean, if we could say that, we can. It's the boldness of what we believe. That he became children need everything. Right? There's something about babies that they just need, dang it, they need everything. Right? They can't do anything for themselves. It'd be like, if you could even do one out of the million things we do for you all on your own, that would be a big help. But they can't. (laughs) Babies don't do anything for themselves. They need to be entirely taken care of. And God became that helpless for us. He made himself little for us. You know the one defense mechanism babies have? Uh, It's that they're cute. Like that, that's it. I really believe that there's something very natural about the fact that babies are cute. And that's the defense. If this little thing wasn't so cute, we definitely wouldn't... um, do all the stuff that we do for My sister just had a baby this year in July. So this is my first Christmas with a niece, and she's adorable. And I think she's the cutest baby in the world, right? That's my, that's my big uncle claim. And Janet, our office manager, had her first grandchild. Her daughter had a baby about the same time as my sister had a baby. And so we were actually just yesterday showing pictures claiming, like, who's cuter? I'm like, look at Brindley. She's adorable. Look at that face she made. Isn't she? And Janet's like, no, Tommy is cuter, right? But there's something about babies and their cuteness that it it, uh, attracts us. And this is the key to what God is doing with Christmas. That God wants to attract us. God doesn't want to force us to love him. Rather, he wants to attract us. He becomes little as we are afraid of approaching Almighty God, as we're afraid of God and what that means, God doesn't want us to be afraid of Him. Rather, God becomes little. little, No one's afraid of a little baby. 
right? I'm afraid of dropping babies. I don't hold my niece that much. And only if I'm seated and carefully placed and the whole thing, right? But like, you know, no one's afraid of like a baby itself, right? We're afraid of what may happen if we don't take care of the baby right. Um, God doesn't want us to be afraid of him. Rather, God wants us to fall in love with him. And that's the Christ child at Christmas. Wants us to fall in love with him. God calls out to us again this Christmas, calling us again to fall in love. Another characteristic about babies that I think we all need if we're going to fall in love with God is babies kind of really force you to just get over yourself, right? I mean, uh, I love, again, I love my niece, but all the little like, oh, look at you, you're so cute, yeah, like, we don't talk that way to each other, like, that's not normal people talk. But that's how we talk to babies, right? It's adorable. And we just, babies kind of force us to get over ours. Actually, I have a very good picture I was showing off of my father who loves his first granddaughter. And um, there's, a, there's a picture someone snapped of him in a meeting where he's clearly kind of scolding someone, but he's got the baby on his chest while he's doing it. And there's just something of the beautiful irony of that picture. It's just so like, babies oftentimes force us to get over ourselves. And with our relationship to God, maybe we need to get over ourselves. If there are roadblocks in our relationship to God, maybe it's that we're taking, either our, we're taking ourselves too seriously. And maybe we just need to lighten up a bit. Again, here at our church, uh, we're so blessed. We have such an influx of young families and children and babies. And, like, I love babies squirming and crying during Mass. Like, it's, it's beautiful. There's something about life there. I said this a couple months ago in a homily. But there's something beautiful about the life of that. And it kind of forces all of us who are doing the serious church thing to be like, but these are babies, right? Happy birthday, Jesus. That's it. Like, there's something so beautiful about that. And as we want to be super serious sometimes, and don't get me wrong, what we worship Uh, The God that we worship demands our full attention, but not just this type of angry um, seriousness. Rather, children force us at times to get over ourselves, to stop taking ourselves so seriously. And in our relationship with God, if we've been putting just so much emphasis on me, and I'm going to work for this, and I'm going to do this, and, you know, keep all these laws, which are important, uh, but I'm going to just... Oh, it's effort. Like, look at the Christ child just there, right in the manger. Right? Look, look at our God who makes himself little so that we can feel confident in approaching him. So we don't have to feel afraid. So we don't have to feel so um, like it's an effort as much on our part. Christ became helpless for our sake. Right? The hands that, that created the whole universe. Uh, He can't even lift his hands. He can't lift his head. Um, Can't keep his eyes open. Can't even smile those first few days. That's our God. That's our God who um, saves us, who loves us so much that he would become little for our sake. And part of the joy is that we get to enter into that mystery, that this is the beautiful mystery of Christmas, invites each of us to enter into it. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, wrote a letter uh, earlier this month 
about manger scenes, the Christmas crash, uh, that this should be, it's a practice that we need to kind of reclaim, that in our homes, um, but also where appropriate, in places, in public places, that we need to have the Christmas crash, and that we need to, um, with all dedication and love and devotion, kind of build up and decorate uh, the crash to show this is the meaning of Christmas. The baby in the manger is the meaning of Christmas. His mother and St. Joseph right there. The animals, the lambs. I like that little, that, uh, excuse me, but that little stupid looking lamb there with its mouth open. That as you're kneeling there is just like looking you in the face. Right? Like, I love that little lamb. I kind of feel like I'm like that little stupid-looking lamb sometimes that maybe just needs to close its mouth. But, like, there's something so beautiful about the simplicity of the animals around our Lord. And it's so um, real. And that we get to enter into that. That we get to be a part of the story. That we uh, get to make the Christmas story a bedrock foundation of our lives, uh, but then we get to live and proclaim it. Right now, this is the, this is the thing we have to do with Christmas. Until once we lower ourselves, once we get over ourselves, once we in all humility approach the Christ child, once we ourselves have become one of the people in the scene, once we've really made it our own, then our job is to proclaim this. We have to go tell everyone how much our God loves us, that he became one of us. The whole angels there, you know, the the multitude of angels crying out, praising God, saying, as we sung, Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. We sing this, the church sings this tonight, and we need to go out and proclaim to the world Glory to God in the highest. This is the marvelous works of our God, becoming one of us out of love. There was a line, I think, in the first reading um, about uh, upon his shoulder, dominion rests, this child to be born for us. Christmas leads to Calvary. Upon his shoulder, the shoulder of our Lord, which 33 years from the day that we celebrate today would take upon itself the cross in our newly refinished Stations of the Cross. We have the second station right here where our Lord accepts the cross, this cross upon his shoulder by which he wins all dominion over sin and death. Christmas has Calvary already in mind. Let's not forget that our Lord in this great gift of being born for us is born so that one day... He could die for us, to free us from sin and death. This is the greatest Christmas gift, that God becomes one of us so that he could save us, ultimately, from those things which humanity, by its own power, uh, from which we could not save ourselves. Upon the shoulder of the Christ child, dominion rests in the form of the cross. This central mystery of our faith, the incarnation of the Son of God, God himself becomes one of us. We need to proclaim this far and wide. Tonight, in a special way, um, at this midnight mass, pulling out all the stops, 
Uh, we're going to sing the creed in Latin. Do the best you can to follow along. If you know it, sing it nice and loud. But there's a line in there um, that we would traditionally bow in a normal Sunday Mass that we're all going to kneel tonight. Et incarnatus est de Spiritus Sancto ex Maria Virgine et homo factus est. And he was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and became man. And tonight, when we gather with Christians around the world, we bend our knees in that. We kneel down and we recognize the great things, the marvelous works of our God. Glory to God in the highest. This Christmas message brings great joy. Annuncio vobis gaudium maniam is what the angels say. I proclaim to you great good news of great joy. Tonight we need to join with the angels and we need to go out to all who will listen and proclaim this is how much our God loves us. That he became a little baby for our salvation so we may fall in love with him and in the Christ child we may find the path to true and lasting happiness.